regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Captain Reverso, bring us in. No, he's not going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Welcome back to the show. We've got a nice lineup today. Obviously, we're going to be talking talking about the uh, Tucker Carlson January 6th videos. A whole lot more we will have this week in Idiot Cross-Dressing Confused More on Pervert Democrat Not Job Wackos. I nailed that on the first one because I yeah. even wrote down the acronym. I remembered it. Seriously, first try. Uh, all kinds of stuff. More boxes of documents seized. Yeah. Where was that? Boston? On more. We'll have uh, a few things to make sure that we get our COVID uh, misinformation tag thing. I don't know how that's still happening because everything that we've said since the beginning is all, true. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and uh, first and foremost, before we get started, uh, Buford uh, is obviously still out, but uh, we actually just watched a video of some of the progress he's making in his physical therapy. And I was surprised. It looks like he's making some uh, pretty, pretty big uh, leaps and bounds. So, uh, I've got a lot more positive outlook on his uh, long-term uh, recovery. So thank you for the prayers, and uh, please continue to do that. Um, I, and also, I blacklisted myself of sorts. I had the bright idea to do – well, let me back up. Last week, I figured out how to edit the uh-huh. podcast, so I got, like, all froggy. And uh, like I said before, we're doing this at the office for the time being until our uh, producer is uh, back in action. And then we'll move back to our studio, which is at his uh, house. So, uh, but now that I have access to the editing program and X, Y, and Z, and I, I was all froggy. I was like, man, I'm going to make a, because our Rumble channel, it's, it's pretty weak in comparison to our show numbers. It's, and it's kind of embarrassing because if people are judging what our, our if we're looking at it, it, it makes it look meager, which is not a, a reflection of what the show actually does. And so I was just trying to kind of grow. I was like, oh, some of these have like a hundred views or whatever it is. So maybe I'll do some short ones that are separate from the show. Yeah. So the idea was I'll do like content here that you, that isn't there throughout the week, maybe do two maybe even three because the editing process that I, I was using is not super difficult. So uh, I did one and it has a total of three views. So uh-huh. yeah. And that's it. Blue Two Col- of them are me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't watch it myself. Maybe I need to. Uh, and, and yeah, because the thing was too, it was super, uh, I, I actually have two mannequin heads at the office to prank people. And one is in my, in the adjacent office here that and my coworker just admitted today before he left. He's like, man, you got me with that the other day. Cause I've, it's got like a, a like a hairdresser thing on, you can clamp it to, to different things. So it's clamped sideways on the inside of his door. So it, it's looking at you as soon as you come in. <clears throat> and since you weren't here, I was thinking about clamping over there. So I'd have somebody to look at, to be able to talk to So yes, that's how weird I am. And, uh, so yeah, uh, it's super awkward. If you want to have a laugh at my expense and, and hear me mispronounce words and like stumble when I'm reading, cause there was nobody here and it was awkward and uncomfortable and an unusual. I've never done one by myself before. Yeah. And so, um, but practice makes perfect. I wasn't 
some people would say that I'm not good at this now, but I'm a, I feel that I'm a lot better at this than certainly when we first started. It was super awkward and uncomfortable, and I felt super pretentious speaking to a microphone. So, anyway, yeah, that's my rant for that. All any right. other any other housekeeping besides giving us a five star rating and leaving us in a review and subscribing and all that fun stuff? And subscribe to us on our Rumble channel. You should know what that is, but you don't because I haven't told you. No, and I, I don't. I, just close it out. It's it should be it's 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 blue collar blacklisted, or it might be blue collar blacklisted podcast on there. Uh, can you check on that and see, <laughs> please? Sorry, dude, because I can't type and talk at the same time. I can't multitask. I don't have Rumble. Yeah, but you have a okay. They have a search bar. Look, not the kind of bars you're usually searching for. <laughs> you know, the seedy parts of town that starts with the G, ends with the Y, and has A in the middle. Shut <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so follow us on there whenever Re- Captain Reverso figures out what the name of the channel cha- is. <laughs> well, no, because it used to be Common Man's Common Sense, and I know that there's two accounts on there. It's Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast is what I believe that it is. So, but yeah, give us a follow there, and you can uh, you can share that with your friends, by the way, because I, I, I uploaded the last show, so uh, if you... if People like don't regularly do podcasts. You can send them a link to the Rumble channel. It'll be the exact same thing on here. But I'd like to do uh, some additional content on there, which is, again was the the meager effort that I just put on there. That is pretty laughable, but that's okay. I can let people have a laugh at my at my expense. There's also someone else this week, actually, as of yesterday, that is having uh, people are having a, a laugh at their expense, and that would be Mitch McConnell. He had a little fall. Did you hear about this? I uh, saw so a little bit about it. Yeah, so he suffered a concussion, and I'm look, man. He can't really do much more damage to his brain at this point, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm trying to. On one hand, I'd like to be uh, mature and uh, you know take the high road, but that that nah. that's that would be stupid uh, because everybody that I talked to today had nothing but common sense things to say. Like, man, I hope he dies. And look, I didn't say that, but I'm also I also don't give a flying rat's ass if he dies. Sorry, you know what I mean. Uh, which I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I know that sounds crass, but man, this guy is such a terrible, terrible human being. Uh, and we'll even get into more of that later when we get into some other terrible human beings. But uh, so apparently, he was at the the Trump Hotel, the former Trump Hotel in D.C. for a private dinner and slipped and fell. And remember, this dude's 81 years old, serving his seventh term. In the Senate, so but here's the thing: you should have never been there for even half of that time. You've been there too long. Yeah. You're vehemently corrupt. You're absolutely, totally corrupt. You're a Chinese shill. You couldn't care less what your constituents want. You completely do the opposite of what the people that supposedly put you into yeah. office want you to do. So sorry, far be it removed from you know people that don't care or or maybe a little bit joyed that uh overjoyed rather that you slipped and fell and have a concussion so i know there's some upset people in china right now <laughs> yeah how are we gonna complete we will know complete crocodile with total total my my chinese impression is terrible by the way maybe the chinese general will call in soon <clears throat> by the way i am not the chinese general but i assure you 
I can do a lot yeah. of impressions. Chinese isn't one of them. You are not the Chinese general. I can vouch for that. Yes, because he's absolutely authentic. He called from China because, like, that's the thing when it comes on, on call ID, it was like, ding, dong, dong, dong. <laughs> I mean, whatever, dude. <laughs> Don't like it. <laughs> whatever. Anyhow, so yeah, uh, everybody, I guess, say a prayer for Mitch McConnell if you care to. I, mm-hmm. I probably am thinking about leaning towards abstaining from that yeah, myself. I'll, still, I'll steer clear of that tonight. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, yeah. And then another one before we get into Tucker Carlson stuff real quick was uh, that the uh, this is on Citizen Free Press, which is all it is is uh, Twitter links. But uh, scroll down just a little bit because I don't want to. We don't want to watch that video. I don't want to be changing plugs into this and that and the other. We'll have to do that later for the COVID stuff though. No blank check. Quote: Mr. McCarthy has to come here to see how we work. What's happening here? What war caused us? Which people are fighting now? And then after that, make your assumptions. Zelensky told Wolf Blitzer. So let's pause right there for a minute and let me decipher what he just said. I'll say, like, if you had the ability to administer truth serum to this little toad, this is what the statement would have been. Mr. McCarthy, he has to come here to accept money. That's what's happening here. That's how I, you know, which people are fighting now. And then after that, he can leave with a fat pile of cash if he votes to have the American people send more money. That's basically what that equates to. McCarthy responded, quote, let's be very clear about what I said, no blank checks. So from that perspective, I don't have to go to Ukraine to understand. I will continue to get my briefings and others, but I don't have to go to Ukraine to see it. And my point has always been, I won't provide a blank check for anything. I don't know that that's entirely true. He's yeah. got, he's, he's, uh, who is that? Is that Macron? This guy, these people are so weird, dude. That is not any type of normal heterosexual embrace right <laughs> no. there between uh, the French president and Volodymyr Zelensky. That, that is, Ugh. dude, people are all over this guy. Celebrities are hanging all over this guy. Politicians are hanging all over this guy. And because he's, as they say, he's the laundromat, he's, he's cleaning the dirty money. So I take the American taxpayer money. I clean it. I give it back to the crooked politician. <laughs> American people know no better. Watch this video of me dancing in high heels. <laughs> I don't like him, dude. I can't stand that little rat, dude. He's such a little weasel. And he's a minuscule guy. He's not big. Like, he's not imposing or anything. He's just a little troll, dude. He's, yeah, a, he's a complete... A French guy's bigger than him. That's oh, pretty he is. sad. Yeah, absolutely, dude. But that French guy... Look at that. His yeah. nose is all off in his ear, dude. Actually, his lips are touching his ear. That is yeah. very disturbing. And the cl- the tightness uh, of the clenched uh, yeah. fist, so that, that's very, very peculiar, dude. And then how they try to make him seem commonplace with his little T-shirts and everything. But notice, this guy has never, and I said this day one on podcast, however, but it's been a year ago because yeah. that's how long it's been going on, that this guy never has looked one time that he's like he's lost an ounce of sleep. No, he hasn't. Yeah, none, none, of, none of it ever added up, dude, except for the dollars. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I did think that that was... Uh, I did like the way that McCarthy did that if he st- just sticks to his guns, which probably will not happen. But I do think that whatever deal he struck with Trump for his endorsement, I, I think that there there's something there just for the prospect that if Trump was to get back in office, I, I, I think that there is something there, but I don't I don't know how, how deep that runs or how uh, how much of an effect it would have, but that's probably, I would, ass- again, assume that that's a semblance of it right there. But... Anyway, the we'll move on to the Tucker stuff, which is pretty pretty good. Uh, there were some people that were mad at Tucker Carlson because uh, calculatedly, the media was releasing text messages surrounding the events of January 6th where Tucker Carlson was saying a lot of negative things about Donald Trump. 
Um, which, I mean, <clears throat> I was telling some of this earlier, man. Like, I'm not a fan of the stuff that he was saying in the text messages, but he, he, he was saying them in private messages. Yeah. So, therefore, number one, I don't care because they're private messages. Number two, um, you're not going to agree with everybody on anything. It's whatever. But this is uh, pretty good stuff. So, um, this is on Citizen Free Press, and I don't know who compiled because, again, it's from Twitter. Uh Tucker broke the media, so he built a mashup, and this is going to be like all the lefties and rhinos um, all talking trash about him releasing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everybody that's listening to this knows, but in case you're one of the rare people, because you said that your boss, who's somewhat apolitical, oh, yeah. he was all over it when I came into work. It's like, hey, did you watch Tucker last night? Did you see what he released? I'm like, that's not a good sign. No. Did you see what he released? Oh. That could be bad, but anyway, yeah, weirdo. So then, what happened? Oh, he. I was like, oh, I told him I hadn't saw it yet because you fell asleep. No, because I was outside. Oh, okay, him. but then I watched it on my lunch break, and we were talking about it. So, but that means, but he's not really following. No, no, he yeah. doesn't. So that means that it's getting disseminated to a pretty, pretty wide degree, yeah. it, which is good, uh, and so just like people like us would have already known. The whole sham January 6th committee was just like we saw, completely and totally orchestrated. One of the individuals, which was one of the cops that was there that day, the one with the tattoos all over his neck, and he actually looks like that guy from uh, Colorado that killed his family, the Chris, whatever his name. Benoit? No, that's the wrestler, dude. No, his name eludes me at the moment, but he he killed his wife and two daughters, and it was was really grisly. Uh, Wade, maybe? Chris Wade? I can't remember. Either way, he looks a lot like him. But, um... He'll, I think he'll be on here, and he had all kinds of stuff to say. But, yeah, these these people are screeching and screaming because they're not allowed to control the narrative anymore. And so that's the thing with Mitch McConnell was one of – and I, we may mm-hmm. hear him in this compilation. Yeah. I can't remember. He I was, think he's in there. Yeah, he was livid that, that Tucker Carlson did this because they're all married to that anti-Trump narrative because that's all this was. This – Kamala Harris compared this to 9-11 – Oh, and who was it I saw? They said it was the single greatest attack on our yeah, democracy the, the, since the Civil War. Yeah, that was the that was the press secretary yeah, inside Joe Bob. So, yeah. And, and also, I, this is what I told my boss. I said, we were there January 6th. We were not in the Capitol. We were probably, what, half to a quarter mile away. But I told him, I said, that's why I always get so frustrated when people talk about this because, like, we knew what happened and it was not what was being portrayed. Right, but then the, there's some of the law enforcement, there's video now of the law enforcement officers talking mm-hmm. to other ones that were firing the the uh, the less than lethal munitions into the crowd unprovoked, by the way. It's like you're pissing them off. You're, met, you're, you're yeah. inciting them. And so, but for the press secretary to say that, uh, it, she compared it to, to what the Civil, Civil War, War yeah. they're comparing it to 9-11, like... Get that out of here! It's just a whole bunch of hogwash, dude. So... The uh, they can't control that anymore, and that that's why they're mad. Like they had a monopoly. I think that's even the vernacular he used that they monopolized the information, and uh, and it's true they did. And now they're upset. So go ahead and roll that. 
Well, as far as we know, for more than two years, 26 months of the day, actually, no media organization in the country pressed to see the actual tape, the January 6th surveillance footage. And there was a reason for that. So a small group of people, which would include the leaders of the Democratic Party and their allies in the media, had a complete monopoly on what you were allowed to know about what happened, what actually happened in the Capitol on January 6th. And they defended that monopoly with great ferocity, as monopolists tend to do. So the moment we broke that monopoly, simply by getting access to the footage, it's not hard, that's what you're supposed to do when you work in the news business. Other media outlets went crazy. They all did. And we just couldn't resist not to be self-referential, but it's too hilarious. So we assembled a montage. Here it is. What we saw tonight, Allison, from Tucker is, is nothing new. He has been trying to sanitize the very real violence that we all saw uh, unfold at the U.S. Capitol. 41,000 hours of footage from an attempted coup is federal evidence. How on earth is Kevin McCarthy trying to justify to fellow members of Congress giving 41,000 hours of federal investigative evidence and material to Fox News? This is the... The evidence belongs to the people. Exactly. It it doesn't. It, it again, like he said, you y'all thought you had a monopoly on the narrative, and w and what video was released because you guys were all too happy to use the footage, that, which a lot of the ones that the initial breach of the windows was Antifa people, and they're in that. And again, it's not federal footage. It it's citizen footage. It's new media where. They're telling them stop. They're 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 because they know, and they're even yelling Antifa at certain points. And obviously, that goes without saying. The entire debacle with Ray Epps and Ray Epps breach uh, yeah. team. So, that, dude, that's fine. I'm sorry. Continue, but I'll, I'll have to have to pause it again. I'm sure at certain certain points because it's just maddening. Probably about after this Don Lemon comment. All right, hit it. Danger of not fairness, unfairness. You should give it to every news organization at the same time. What's next? Or, pause it again. Uh, so you want to talk about unfairness. Remember when Don Lemon and his entire network, but Don Lemon specifically, had made idiotic, moronic, fictitious, completely patently false about, uh, statements about ivermectin. Oh, yeah. They, where they attempted to control the narrative on that because they, they have to dictate and control because they, they're nothing but the propaganda wing of the, of the globalists and the Democrat Party, but... Dude, the the level of hypocrisy with these people is it's it's, ridiculous. Oh, it's it's never before seen. And not you would be hard pressed to find people as hypocritical as this anywhere else on the planet. I wonder what they do when they go home at night and look in the mirror. Like they'd be like, "Oh man, I can't believe I just said that." Mm -hmm. You know, or yeah, I, do I they truly believe that? Right. No, I don't. I don't think that Don Lemon talking about him specifically, no, because he's an older guy. He yeah. he's uh, he's older than he looks. You know, all the makeup and stuff like that. But um, he's damn near sixty, if I'm not mistaken. But there was the thing I, around 2012 when they were talking about quote unquote fixing Black America. Oh, yeah, I saw that clip. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he was uh, lambasting them for their the cultural shortcomings that he that are pretty. Uh, evident that, that that are detrimental to the to their culture as a whole and so he was calling those out kind of one by one a few main bullet points and uh he used to have at least a little semblance of a of objectivity but trump derangement syndrome killed that for all of them like you and, and not i mean and part of that is is that the narrative had to change around like 
the whole the Black Lives Matter thing was at least to some degree not necessarily born, but re-energized and then refocused because of Donald Trump's presence politically, because they had to have a leverage point of which to oust him. And the, the Democrat Party is stereotypically relied on racism as said leverage point for such a long time. They just added a few new maneuvers and then turned the volume up to 10. And then one of the things that we've never had before that they've tried to employ to that degree, and the same with COVID, by the way, uh, SARS and all the H1N1, yeah. you know, they tried all this stuff before, but you didn't have the panic and then the inundation and spread uh, and viralness of social media. And that's what they, that's what they did with that. So I'm rambling all that to say what he said. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I should probably just shut my app and let you continue. The Speaker of the House going to turn over the daily schedules of the Capitol Police? Uh, are they going to give them the codes to the uh, to, to the locked doors? Nobody that Pause believes it. any of that garbage. Absolutely irrelevant. Like no, yeah. who? That's like an argument with your wife. Like, oh, if you won't rub my back, you don't love me. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like that's that's not how it works. And are we going to do all those things? No, like you guys. I mean, again, Nancy Pelosi had her daughter filming like yeah, a, a, a documentary yeah. style thing. She's going to punch Trump and all this silly nonsense. Dude, again, you know, like the memes, it's got the guy like pointing and laughing. You mad, you mad, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like that's what, that's all yeah. it is, you know? So, all right. Garbage Tucker was spewing. None of their kids will ever believe that garbage. Is that it feels like a Soviet system or you know the way the nazis would build a potemkin village tucker carlson's doing the same thing with the footage from uh one six the footage <laughs> we're both soviet and nazi what you're hearing of course is panic it's fear a hurt dog barks but it's still pretty funny and and one of the things that you can't discount either when you're talking about the the black lives matter stuff dude the summer of george floyd where they completely tore the crap out of everything yeah. it was a mostly peaceful protest as cars burned in the background you can hear freaking explosions and so and then the the cool thing about it too now is they can they they pretend to care about law enforcement so they don't care. eric sicknick the the you know to hear them tell it he died there at the hands of protesters and the videos prove that that's patently false anybody that's been paying attention also knew that that was false but and then, and speaking of Ray Epps, think about it, dude. The media adores Ray Epps. The Atlantic made excuses for Ray Epps and how this how this poor Trump voter became the the center of a Q, QAnon conspiracy. No, that's not accurate either. Like because like, here's the thing: this guy's supposed to be this vehement Trump supporter, yet the I believe it was the Atlantic. I'm, it may have been uh, Vogue or something like that, but it's one of them. Which we'll just say it's all of them because the mentality is the same. But you detest all the other quote-unquote deplorables, all these Trump voters, you hate them, like these redneck, knuckle-dragging, mouth-breathing Neanderthals, and which, dude, he personifies that stereotype, by the way, like, uh, visually. You see what I'm saying? Like, he looks like this big, like, redneck Trump voter guy. He's a Hillary donor, number one. Number two, you guys love him. Like, you're protecting him. Why are you coddling this guy? Like, there's no ulterior motive here at all. Why? How come you're not doing that for any of the Proud Boys? It just makes no sense at all. Like, because, again, the Proud Boys are not on, again, citizen-owned footage instigating and inciting people yeah. to go into the Capitol. The day before, even, he was walking. Exactly. So not only was he doing it on the, on January 6th, he was doing it on January 5th as well. These videos prove that he was he was inside that boundary where he said he testified that he was not. And still nothing has come of it. And dude, I'll tell you what, man, he needs to be arrested. He needs to be charged. And really, 
for what the people did on, on the January 6th committee and then what they've done to the people that are locked up for participating and for being walking mm-hmm. in the Capitol, it's an absolute travesty, dude. Absolute travesty. And those people are owed, you know what I mean, in my opinion, sure. because this this all occurred on completely fictitious, trumped-up, uh, fantasy-level nonsense for political purposes and to, and to tarnish Donald Trump in the effort with uh, one of an un, uncountable amount of efforts to get the guy to where he was either ousted from office and or could never run mm-hmm. again. And do they thus far, they have still failed. not succeeded. Yes. They've st- they've still failed. So, um, what's the next one? Uh, plug that back in. If you don't mind, please. Yeah, there'll be uh, Chuck Schumer and then Mitch McConnell agree with him. We're on Breitbart. Chuck Schumer to Fox News, quote, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of January 6th video footage. <clears throat> and on my uh, my totally bombed, uh, clapped out uh, Rumble video that I made with a, a grand total of three massive views, I kind of talked about this. Um, next time I will put the mannequin head over there and it'll be really good. I can replace you with a mannequin head. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's obviously a joke. Yeah. I would never, listeners, I would never try to replace Captain Reverso with a mannequin. And if I did, I would put the same mustache that he has on it. So, who man Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer stated Tuesday that Fox News should prevent Tucker Carlson from airing more January 6th video footage of, quote, lies Tuesday evening. Because this guy is extremely honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of his... Uh, Everybody knows that as, as his default, that he's just this very honest guy. And he, I mean, you can look at him and tell he's not possessed by Satan at all. He needs to get that lapel pin off of his dr- yeah, he jacket. Needs, he had a Chinese, Chinese, yeah, the absolutely. Chinese flag, not the United States flag. Carlson released footage Monday that alleged Democrats' new Capitol Police officer Brian Sicknick had not been murdered during the riot but misled the public about his death and that Ray Epps lied to the committee about when he left Capitol grounds. In addition... Carlson allegedly debunked the January 6th committee's claim that Senator Josh Hawley had run away from the Capitol in fear. It also showed police escorting Shaman Jacob Chansley inside the Capitol. And that's, I've watched that particular footage on his show and it's, which I'd already seen uh, some of his, his own footage and the footage of him praying and then demanding that everybody remain peaceful. Um, and those people literally thought they were doing nothing wrong. Yeah. And really, they weren't doing anything wrong. That that belongs to the people. And so when when the abortion activists can pack state houses and the Capitol themselves and do it, the, and I want to say it was 2011 they did that in the in the U.S. Capitol, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that, but I know it's happened. As, and they refuse to leave. They get treated with kitty gloves and celebrated and championed. Dude, people were just doing what, I mean, it's our house. Sorry, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Schumer speaking, and, and again, when, when, when they talked about Trump supposedly going into the bunker whenever the BLM riots were occurring literally right outside the White House boundaries, like they, everybody yeah. thought that was, that was hilarious. There was no threat to democracy when that yeah, was occurring. They burnt the church down across yeah, the road. Yeah, they thought it was beautiful. The left yeah. loved it. They thought it was phenomenal. But that's not, that's not a threat to democracy. This is. So Kinzinger, all the idiots, a rhino, limp-wristed, dirt-bag leftist communists that stacked that stupid-ass committee, that fictitious, idiotic, moron committee of, of nonsense and lies, none of them said anything. None of them, none of them cared about any of that. None of them cared about the, the, the health of our country 
anything. The the continuance of God, they did continue to care about that. And so as much as that's their job, as far as that's how they, they their corrupt money goes in their pocket. But <clears throat> they, uh, they couldn't have cared less about any of those things. They weren't clutching their pearls for yeah. what was a real threat. They clutched their pearls, you know, again, acting over this, this, this non-threat. Schumer, speaking on the Senate floor, was alarmed by the recently disclosed footage and warned more will be released Tuesday evening by Carlson, Schumer said. I and so many others who are here are just furious with Tucker Carlson. With disregard of the risks and knowing full well he was lying. <laughs> yeah, because the video of people walking through yeah. there and getting escorted by the police is a lie. Yeah. Lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol quote-unquote attack was not a violent insurrection. Which it wasn't. No, you can't have a violent insurrection without firearms, dude, or, or any kind of weapons. That's just, And they know this. This is such absolute, ridiculously dopey, dumb, dumb nonsense. <clears throat> Schumer went on to say, to say January 6th was not violent is a lie. A lie, pure and simple. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers this way. <laughs> watch all the other. <laughs> right, watch CNN, yeah. MSNBC. And one of the ones was, uh, uh, what was it? What's, what's the man and the woman the in the morning? Me, uh, that really stupid looking guy with the glasses and the dumb looking hair and his blonde bimbo wife. Mm-hmm. I'm always at work by five thirty in the morning. Well, either so. way, they they were on there. They they were upset that Trump went to uh, where uh, the Palestine, Ohio, with the water. It oh, was yeah. Trump water. Like they were just so upset. Like I mean, it was just this outlandish nonsense about the Trump water and how egotistical he is. And uh, which I can tell you, tell you this: like I appreciated watching him conduct himself among those amongst those people, and I guarantee you, they absolutely yeah. appreciated him being there. And it's the craziest thing, dude. And I'm sorry, uh, Buford, if you're listening and you don't like this, but when you have a transportation secretary that's more concerned with uh, chest-feeding babies, um, having butt sex with his boyfriend or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, I'm... And make uh, racist bridges and right, Exactly. Like, you're fixated on on complete non- childish nonsense. kindergarten-level nonsense and uh, parading around the fact that you're a homosexual that likes to have... Uh, you're reproductive in, in that guy's waste orifice. Like, big, like, it's, it's, this is lunacy. It's absolute lunacy. This is a clown show. And so, but they were upset that, that, uh, the homosexual, that Trump beat the homosexual uh, there. And then, yeah. so then the homosexual, uh, pre- the transportation secretary was in, in the, the news this week. And they look, I'm, he wants, to be known as a homosexual, yeah, I'm doing does, him a yeah. favor. I'm referring to him the way he chooses to be. He wears a sexuality on his sleeves, his sleeve, and he was a diversity hire. You want to be known for being a homo? I'm just saying what you yeah. are. So, and I'm doing you a favor. And for uh, for being removed again for me to talk about what it is scientifically that you're doing, plunging that guy or whatever it is you want to call it. But either way, sorry, but they they made me do it when they yeah. did this. So, um. They were only worried about the Trump water. That's you know what I'm saying. Like so, I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers this way. Okay, <laughs> well, it's not Keith Olbermann. It's the other guy. It's it's a man. I can. It's right there. It's MSNBC. Anyhow, I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. Good God! Again, they're so full of you, it. You will never find hypocrisy anywhere else yeah. to this level. 
and he's going to come back tonight with another segment. Schumer warned Fox News should tell him not to. Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, tell Carlson not to run a segment of lies. And so there, there is rumors that because Rupert Murdoch's a, a scumbag too that that owns owns the company, and they they actually throttled some of the stuff that he was going to do, say in show. So censorship. Yeah. The, the, I think Tucker Carlson is pretty decent. I think that he should get off that network, but I'm sure there's that's next to impossible at this juncture, but see if there's anything else that this dirtbag said. Rupert Murdoch has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight and letting him go. Let me ask you this, dude. Was Jeff Zucker that ran CNN during the COVID stuff, did he have a special obligation to stop his anchors from saying that ivermectin w- was a horse dewormer no, and horse goo and, and mock people for taking it when I've personally used it. I, uh, Buford's personally used it. One of our very first, first, that's one of the things too about Buford, by the way, I was thinking the other day when he's going through this process and when this, uh, when what he's going through right now started to set in, he was having these uh, bouts with this extreme, extremely like uh, debilitating pain in his back and while all that was going on, he he got ivermectin for one of our mind reverse, reversos mutual friends that he doesn't even know, yeah. and even dropped the stuff off of the guy's house, like because that's just kind of the kind of guy he is. But he's always looking out for others, and that's that's not me blowing smoke. I don't have to. Uh, that's the type of person he is. He's solid. Um, so if you need you need some ivermectin, <laughs> hit him up if you can find his contact info. But no, but uh, we've all personally used it, and it and it works great. It works phenomenal. And, uh, again, the most recent guy that we give it to, it works phenomenal. So, um, does that guy have an obligation to, to, to backtrack that or, or to stop his anchors from saying, no, he doesn't. And, and what's more, you tell me this, what is more uh, of a tangible, real, actual problem that's going to hurt people? Medical misinformation or this BS? (laughs) Medical misinformation. Yeah. So many people died that didn't have to. There you have it, dude. So, which was the end game, anyways? So, we don't need to talk anymore about Chuck Schumer. We'll leave that there, and he can shove that right up his butt. How about that? Maybe Buddha Judge will shove that there for him. <laughs> don't tempt him, dude. I'm sure he would. He'd be game. I mean, well, I mean, if you're nasty enough to do it to one dude, yeah. I, why would you not be? Was that guy looks like the devil to me? Chuck Schumer looks like a demon. So basically, you could have. Um, the uh, kid from Mad Magazine mixed with what we call those people. For, what are they called from? Uh, the Dr. Seuss movie. Oh, um, the Who's. Yeah. And the Devil. That would be Buttigieg and Schumer. People are going to hate this. Sorry. It's Reverso's fault, he said it. It is. Not me. And uh, one of the things that, that on my uh, sweet Rumble video that totally bombed, <clears throat> go listen to it, like it, subscribe to it, by the way. <laughs> There'll be some more bombs coming out. <laughs> There'll be some more duds. Um, think so. That little glimpse just the, of that of that video evidence shows you that that narrative was completely false, and you see how hard they fight to keep to keep that narrative Definitely. alive, and 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 tell you no, you're not seeing what you're seeing. Yeah. Like no, your eyes are lying to you. <clears throat> um, and just how you see Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell working in conjunction because. To large degree, they're they're all globalists. Yeah, they're and, all in on it. Yeah, and they're all fighting for the same long term goal. And the idea that they differ politically 
is is theatrics, not unlike professional wrestling. People have, have talked about this for years, and people have suspected it for years. And the reason is, is because it's true. And so here is, uh, and I want to say that this guy was chief of staff to Dan Quayle, if I'm not mistaken. Bill Crystal, he's been around a long time. He's a, uh, the definition of a Washington insider, an absolute dirtbag, a never-Trumper. And the reason these never-Trumpers are never-Trumpers because they're neocons. These are the pro-war guys. These are the war hawks that, w- that did not want to pull out of Syria, that wanted to stay in Afghanistan, that, that stood against all of that so that they continue to war profiteer, which is what their whole mm-hmm. goal is. They're, and again, that's what's going on in Ukraine right now. And so uh, this is on Breitbart. Never-Trumper Bill Crystal calls on Republicans to support Democrats for a while. Never Trumper Bill Crystal called on Republicans voters to support Democrat politicians, quote, for a while and said he would support a 2024 presidential ticket led by Michigan oh, Governor God. Gretchen Whitmer. This is supposed to be a quote unquote conservative yeah. from the Lincoln Project. By the way, he's one of the founding members of the anti Trump group, the Lincoln Project, who had various members get in trouble for homosexual oh. misconduct. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you, few, yeah. allegedly. Oh. So. Uh, Crystal over the weekend addressed a crowd of disillusioned Republicans about the need to get rid of Trump Republicans from the party. My question would be why? Well, yeah. I would love to hear more detail about how detrimental Trump Republicans are outside of, let's see, quote, it turns out that once you let the tooth- toothpaste out of the tube, so to speak, demagoguery and bigotry, all of that, some people like it. It's hard to get it back, Crystal said. You can't just give them a lecture. And so you're obviously... You're, you're long on on um, overinflated insults and, and rhetoric, but no facts. Demagoguery and bigotry. I'd love to have some examples of that, some tangible um, examples that had any kind of actual effect outside of a, a, a couple smart aleck remarks made by Trump, and this is all they've ever had to go on. Their gas tank is completely empty. They got this, and they got cheating. Yeah. That's all they got. Crystal's remarks came during the quote-unquote principal's first summit. <laughs> and that, again, like they, it's like so many things. Like You call it the opposite of what it is. Yeah. You have to call it something like that because what it should be called is the dirt bag <laughs> gathering. <laughs> the gathering of... Hang on. Bear with me. I'm not quick with this. It's the... Bag gathering is what it is. And uh, so. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that would be uh, apropos sometimes. Um, I forgot what I was saying. I was rambling. Did you want to expound on that? I lost my train of thought. We're talking about. Oh. <clears throat> Did you go through puberty? <laughs> no, I just need some water. There's a bottle right there, dude. Hydrate hydrate yourself. Okay, anyway. Uh, whatever I was saying, just trust that it was going to be fluent and eloquent, sophisticated and intelligent. I, I promise, it really, <laughs> it really was. Uh, yeah, but it, a potential... Crystal also indicated he would support a potential Whitmer presidential ticket with Rep. Abigail Spamberger as a vice president. No, this is... This is absolutely the worst case scenario. Hey, well, he could have had Kamala in there too, but yeah. And th- these are, this is a, in my opinion. Oh, by the way, other principal first speakers included. Oh, that's what I was saying. They have to call it something. It's not, they, it would be called the dirt bag, whatever X, Y, Z other, other quote unquote principal first speakers included talk show host, Alyssa for, Farrah Griffin, former Mike Pence aide, Olivia Troy, 
and former rep Adam Kinzinger. So again, like I said, a, a meeting of dirt bags. But that shows you again that that they're running in the orbit. They were so close to Donald Trump, dude, running that orbit, and you wonder where all these leaks come yeah. from and all these other things, dude. All these because, people, yeah, dude, because they're and and their affiliation with said Warhawks. Dan Crenshaw is an acolyte of this dirtbag Bill Crystal, and they all kind of run the same thing, and they all have the same end goal as to war profiteer, dude, to keep sacrificing American servicemen and women for their own profit. They couldn't care less with their expendable pawns. These idiots, like it's a, it's a numbers game. It's a mathematical equation to them. So, and speaking of that, we'll have it in a minute. If it's not next, uh, yeah, we'll switch these next two because that, that's actually, that, that'll actually tie right in the, uh, the Biden effect one hit that one right quick. And I'm not pausing this off and on because it complicates the editing process. Alright. So people I mean when we say it's unedited, it's unedited Edited. for ease of editing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, speaking of which, one of the gateway pundit, US Marine sniper testifies to Congress that he was denied permission to shoot and kill Kabul airport suicide bomber who killed thirteen US service members. <clears throat> and this is absolutely nauseating. And there was had been rumblings of this already. The gateway pundit, in fact, actually had discussed it. In July 2021, Joe Biden abandoned Afghanistan's Bagram Airfield in the middle of the night after nearly 20 years of U.S. occupation. Completely wasted and squandered, yeah. by the way. The Biden regime shut off the electricity and slipped away in the night without notifying the base's Afghan commander who discovered American secret departure more than two hours after they left. The Taliban quickly took control of Bagram Air Base which is only 30 miles north of Kabul, on August 15th and released thousands of terrorists held in its prisons. The Biden regime, Mark Milley, and the Afghans left the Taliban military equipment, uniforms, rations, and even sports drinks for the Taliban terrorists. Later, the Gateway Pundit reported that the ISIS suicide bomber who murdered 13 servicemen and women and 169 Afghans was released by the Taliban from the Bakram-based prison in July. ISIS suicide bomber... Abdul Rahman was incarcerated at the Begram prison for the past four years until he was set free by the Taliban terrorists. Keep going. Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews, a U.S. Marine Corps sniper who served in Afghanistan during the surrender to the Taliban forces, testified before Congress on Wednesday. Vargas told Congress that he was denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber in Afghanistan who killed 13 service members and over 170 civilians. From his testimony, Sergeant... Vargas Andrews on August 22, an improvised explosive device ID probe took place down the canal running along the perimeter of HKIA. I guess that's the acronym that for the airport. Yeah. This was, this was ISIS or the Taliban performing an IED test run. We reported this to our chain of command. Days later, we received word to be on the lookout for two vehicle-borne IDs described as a gold or white Corolla and a green Mazda convertible. Around 2 a.m. on August 26, Intel guys confirmed the suicide bomber was in the vicinity of and nearing Abbey Gate. He was described as clean-shaven, brown-dressed, black vest, and traveling with an older companion. I asked the Intel guys why he wasn't apprehended sooner since we had a full description. I was told the asset could not be compromised. Throughout the entirety of the day on August 26, 2021, we disseminated the suicide bomber information to ground forces at Abbey Gate. He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, Sergeant Charles Schilling, and another. 
the anomaly in the crowd who was clean-shaven and fit the description exactly, traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looked, looking up at our position through the crowd. The older of the two wore a black, silky hijab that was covering his face most of the time. I thought that was a woman's yeah, I thought so garment. Too. They both had obvious mannerisms to go along with who we believed them to be. They handed out small cars to the crowd periodically, and the older man sat calmly, seemingly coached the bomber. <clears throat> this isn't too much longer. It's a few more paragraphs. Over the communication network, we passed. The, there was a potential threat and an ID attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready with the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad White, uh, Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individual came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived. We showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied he did not know, but we would find out. He received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was the suicide bomber. We had everyone on the ground aware operations. It briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor, came to me holding back tears from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. We found the interpreter and his brother born with American passports. They told us five, they told us five, they have, they had five family members in the canal, still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for my family members, I'm sorry, for the family members standing against a two-foot canal wall, 10 minutes passed. Then a flash and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconsciously lying around me. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me. My body was catastrophically wounded with 100, 150 ball bearings now in it. Good God. Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I crawled backwards roughly seven foot because I could. I was thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open every inch from my exposed body except for my face to ball bearings and shrapnel. I tried to get up but could not. Laying there for a few minutes, I started to lose consciousness when I heard Chaz, my team leader, screaming my name as he ran to, to me. His voice calling to me kept me awake. When he got to me, he dragged me to safety and immediately started tri- triaging me, tying tourniquets on my limbs and doing anything he could to stop the bleeding and start plugging wounds. With the help of the other Marines, I was awake through most of it, screaming, moaning, and cursing. Yeah, and so, again, the the people that I described before we read this story, that's what I'm to them, this is meaningless. And then they, they can... they. They can use words to attest to, to you know, quote, how much they quote-unquote care. But take Lindsey Graham for an example. What we talked about last week, how that if we don't send more money, if you question asking more money, we'll send your kids 
they'll end up fighting in Ukraine to, you know, for, for freedom, which my, my question would be, the analogy I would use is, even if I wanted to help you, which I don't, Ukraine, we're hemorrhaging our, ourselves. Yeah. We're in complete disarray. We don't have the ability to help you. I, I can't help you bandage up your arm when my leg's blown off. Like, this, it makes no sense. But all that to say, people like Bill Crystal and obviously Joe Biden and people like Mitch McConnell that have been doing the same thing for longer than we've been alive. Yeah are responsible for tragedies like this, and they couldn't care less. These people are mathematical numbers on a paper. They couldn't care less. And that's one of the things. I I don't give a crap, dude. Like, um, Donald Trump, the, the, remember the images uh, of Biden checking his watch as they were were bringing the soldier back, that removing the the flag-draped casket with the family there. He's looking at his watch. Donald Trump will be there all hours of the night to meet these returning soldiers coming back in, in a casket. Is that that's one of the just it's not that singular instance. The fact that Donald Trump is like that is why the bulk of Americans were magnetized to him. In my opinion, he he ha, he has a level of authenticity that these people could never have. That they they've never possessed. So, and I'll leave that at that. Breaking nine more boxes of Biden classified documents. No, that wasn't an edit jump. I just changed subjects <laughs> subjects that quick. Um, What's the big deal? They were probably locked up. Yeah, so this is a Fox Fox News alert. Uh, we'll uh, have to swap that again and just play the Fox News alert. How long is the Fox News alert, by the way? Uh, hold on a second. Here, we're going to get the computer back. Give me some better equipment. That's not true. We have nice equipment. You just don't know how to use it. It's not true. What your wife said. <laughs> Except for but not sure. <laughs> 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 All right, you're ready to play. The Fox News alert. We are learning that four more boxes of documents were seized. Nine more boxes of documents received from the office of Joe Biden's attorney up in Boston. According to the librarians who took the boxes, these boxes actually came from the Penn Biden Center. They were moved across state lines to Massachusetts before the search last November. The search that they kept secret until after the election. And now they're being held in a secure area at the JFK Presidential Library in Boston. We're told no one's opened the boxes yet, but all nine of the boxes moved from the Penn Biden Center before the search and have now been found. How how can it be so irresponsible? The thing is, they said they moved him to a secure location where? The JFK library. How the hell didn't they they put him in his garage? Yeah. Everybody everybody knows that's the safest place on earth, dude. They were locked in there. Come on, man. Cut the guy some slack. (laughs) It's not a joke, man. True story. Yeah. So um, I would be willing to bet. If anybody wants to, uh, you can email us at, uh, what is it? Blue collar. BCBLpodcast.com. Email us there. And uh, I'll, I'll do a ten dollar bet. By the time next week rolls around, yet again, I've I've made and won this before. There will be some more documents somewhere else. They may be in Hawaii. We maybe in they may be in Alaska. Who knows? I mean, they're everywhere. Probably in Ukraine. I guarantee you, there's plenty over there. That's that's an easy one. That's low hanging fruit. Reverso. And then uh, leave that there because we're gonna we're gonna systematically go through the Dr. Redfield's COVID origin test 
origin testimony. So uh, we can uh, get our COVID flag. So you s- read what read some of the precursors of that since I can't see it. Says, uh, Dr. Redfield's COVID origin, or origin testimony is absolutely damning for Fauci. Dr. Robert Redfield, the former CDC director, talks about three suspicious events that took place at the Wuhan lab in September of 2019. In September 2019, three things happened in the lab. One is they deleted the sequences. Highly irregular. Researchers don't like to do that. And then that's... Yeah, go ahead and hit that video then that first. Because I think there's like a... a it's like five two-minute videos or something. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I can read the rest real quick. It says, um, researchers don't like to do that. The second thing is they changed the command and control for civilian to, to military. Highly unusual. The third, which is very telling, is they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. Clearly, there was strong evidence that a significant event happened in the laboratory in September. And here is the testimony. I will say, if you go back and look, it's declassified now. And I'm sure you all have your classified briefings. But the declassified information now, in September of 2019, three things happened in that lab. One is they deleted the sequences. Mm -hmm. It was highly irregular. Researchers don't usually like to do that. Second thing they did was they changed the command and control of the lab from the civilian control to the military control. Highly unusual, and I've been involved in dual-use labs when I was in the military. And the third thing they did, which I think is really telling, is they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. So I think clearly there was strong evidence that there was a significant event that happened in that laboratory in September. It's now been declassified. You can read it. I'm sure there's more classified information around should be in some more that all all the clips in that in that segment are really good did dr fauci ever explain to you why he didn't believe the virus came from the wuhan lab and why he actively worked to silence that theory uh, dr fauci's position as those who thought a spillover took the position that it was most likely a spillover event because that's what happened with sars and that's what happened with mers Right. And I think it's important to look at prior to 2012, we didn't really have another mechanism other than nature. We weren't doing gain of function research. Right. I'm a clinical virologist. I tried to explain to Dr. Fauci, who's an immunologist, that this virus, SARS and MERS, when they infected a man from the intermediate host, civet cat in the case of SARS and a camel in the case of MERS, they never learned how to go human to human. So those original outbreaks were less than 1,000 people, and the epidemics died. And so when everyone thought this was SARS-like, well, that's gonna, it's going to die too. But this virus was immediately the most infectious virus, not the most, I think probably right behind measles, virus that we've ever seen infect man. So I immediately said, wait a second, this is a natural And then you go back and look at the literature and you find in 2014, this lab actually published a paper that they put the H2 receptor into humanized mice so it can infect human tissue. And then you learn that the new COVID, which came from bats, now can hardly replicate in bats. Yeah. So how does that happen? I've got an idea how that happened. Yeah. I want to stick with you. you. You have said before that you were locked out of conversations about the lab leak by Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins. 
Do you think they kept you out of the conversations because you believe COVID-19 may have come from a lab? Yeah, I think I made it very clear in January to all of them why we had to aggressively pursue this. And I let them know as a virologist that I didn't see that this was anything like SARS or MERS because they never learned how to transmit human to human, that I felt this virus was too infectious for humans. There was a lot of evidence that lab actually published in 2014 that they put the H2 receptor into humanized mice so it could infect human tissue. I think, you know, we had to really uh, seriously go after the fact it came from the lab. And they knew that that was how I was thinking, although I thought we had to go after both hypotheses. And I was told later, uh, I didn't know I was excluded. I didn't know there was a February 1st conference call until the Freedom of Information came out with the emails. And I was quite upset as the CDC director that I was excluded from those discussions. Why would they do this? Because I had a different point of view, and I was told they made a decision that they would keep this confidential until they came up with a single narrative, which I will argue is antithetical to science. Science never selects a single narrative. We foster, as my colleague here just said, we foster debate. Mm -hmm. And we're confident that with debate, science will eventually get to the truth. This was an a priori decision that there's one point of view that we're going to put, out there, and anyone who doesn't agree with it is going to be sidelined. And as I say, I was only the CDC director, right. and I was sidelined. Well, I think Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. They got caught supercharging viruses in an unsecure Chinese lab. They wanted to push the envelope, and so they got together to cover themselves cover up their story, and wipe their fingerprints of the virus that has killed more than one million Americans. I think just to emphasize, uh, in in, in early to mid-January, I did have multiple calls with Fauci, Farrar, and and, and Tedros about how important I thought it was that science get engaged in in aggressively pursuing both hypotheses. I also expressed, as a clinical virologist, that I felt it was um, not scientifically plausible that this virus went from a bat to humans and became one of the most infectious viruses that we have with humans. All viruses are not the same. So when you look at coronaviruses for SARS and MERS, for example, when they entered the human species, which they did via an intermediate, they never learned how to go human to human. Even to this day, they don't know how to go human to human. So you can't equate Ebola with a coronavirus. Now, why do, you, why do you think you were excluded from those calls? I, I, because it was, I was told to me that uh, they wanted a single narrative and that I obviously had a different point of view. Okay. In uh, emails following the conference call, four of the 11 scientists told Fauci that they all found the genetic sequence inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory, basically what you're saying. However, just three days later, these four scientists had drafted a paper arguing the exact opposite, and that's now the infamous proximal origin of SARS-CoV-2. Our investigations show that this paper was prompted by Dr. Fauci, among others, with a goal to disprove the lab leak theory. What is the likelihood that these scientists came across additional information just three days after making these statements to conclude with such certainty that COVID-19 came from nature instead of the lab leak that they thought it was three days earlier? Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. Again, I've said this before, that this whole approach that was taken on February 1st and subsequently in the month of February, if you really want to be truthful, it's antithetical to science. Thank you. Science has debate, and they squashed any debate. 
Thank you. Given what we know now and looking at all the conversations in February of 2020 and before the release of the paper, do you think that uh, Dr. Fauci used this paper to hide the gain-of-function research created, that gain-of-function research created this virus? I can't talk about Fauci's motivation. Do you think that the paper does hide the truth? I think it's an inaccurate paper that basically was part of a narrative that they were creating. Remember, this pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were going to do everything they could to support it to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a laboratory. i got 20 seconds left. Dr. Fauci was affirmatively told in, told in an email that uh, NIAID had a monetary relationship with the Wuhan uh, Institute through uh, EcoHealth Alliance. He, he was told this in January 27th of 2020. Do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of gain-of-function research? I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. I'm out of time. Thank you very much. You can cut that there. That uh, and that that proves everything that not only we suspected, but the the uh, the uncovered emails. Due to I'm saying I'm guessing roughly a year ago that we discussed this stuff, if not more, th- through leaked emails where the manipulation through the media, and that's what I, you know. And again, not because I'm smart, because it's common sense, and anybody with a brain saw it. That if you, but you, I, I am science. Mm-hmm. I, he literally said, I am science, yeah. and. Dude, the, the media ran full-fledged interference, so much so that he was the quote-unquote, and I know that you love this and you agreed, but I disagree that he was the sexiest man of the oh, year. That, that oh was it, the year before yeah, last, right? Yeah, And so, the, uh, <laughs> and it, it, it's, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I guess I didn't realize until this, that he wasn't even a virologist. He's just the, an epidemiologist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that wasn't even his field basically that he's an, even an expert in yeah, but and so he he was the as far as the the bureaucracy he was at oh, the top right. and so and he was the highest paid individual in the government in his entirety for no reason I'm, yeah so but uh and he had he had the backing of the entire system because he was the one like yeah. they said with his hand in the cookie jar so he they circled the wagons because the politicians that endorsed that were complicit so if it, like I keep saying, man, if they will hide that, it, there's nothing they won't hide. So just like on the January 6th stuff, like open debate is bad. Yet they're saying that Tucker Carlson is the one acting like a, a Russian and a communist. Yeah. Yet you are the ones that detest open debate, open dialogue, and free speech. You hate that. Dude, the, the, the footage belongs to the people. This information belonged to the people. And you all suppressed it, again, through your propaganda wing of the mainstream media. And the, do the CIA's, and we've talked about this before too, but the CIA, the control, the level of control the CIA has throughout the entire of the media, the bulk of it is it's all propaganda. And any, any of it that's not, it just gets suppressed. That's it. So, and, and that brings me to the, to the, the JFK one. If, uh, if you can swap that again, then let me, let me see that, please. And, all right, let's see. Uh, this is on Gateway Pundit. So just kind of in the, the mindset of the things that, that we they hide we don't know about. Exclusive quote, if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release it either. Judge Napolitano on what President Trump said to him about releasing the JFK files. <clears throat> Judge Napolitano says that 
President Trump warned him about what he saw in the documents surrounding JFK's assassination, and it was horrible, whatever it is. Napolitano was on the Joe Hoff show on TNT radio and discussed many things, including JFK's death. Starting at the 1820 mark in the audio below, Judge Napolitano shared how he knows Larry Johnson, writer at TPG, I'm sorry, TGP, and how much he how much respect he has for Larry. Next, Judge Napolitano discusses like they put it as Judge Knapp. I'll just say Judge Nappy. His relationship with Joe Biden and how he's trying to get us in the escalation in Ukraine. He asked, quote, who in the right mind will give billions to the Ukrainian government? Nobody. He's not in his right mind. Exactly. exactly. Uh Here we go. At the 3730 mark, Judge Napolitano was asked about the files the CIA won't produce related to the JFK assassination. His response was alarming. Quote, I'll tell you a story about JFK. So Trump, as you know, I was privileged to be consulted by him many, many times during his presidency on the phone. He twice considered me for the Supreme Court, another story for another time. But in one of our interviews, he said to me, don't forget, I'm going to release the JFK files. I said, I'm not going to forget it, Mr. President. On the contrary, I'm going to remind you. The last conversation we had while he was in the White House, which is now about two weeks or 10 days before Joe Biden is being inaugurated, I reminded him of this. He said to me, yes, you're quite correct, Judge. I did say that. But if you saw what I saw, you wouldn't release it either. Someday when we're not on the phone, uh, not on a phone call with 15 other people listening, meaning the people in the White House, I'll tell you what I saw. <clears throat> now, what the hell did he see? I don't know. It must have terrified him and he's one of the strongest characters I've ever known in my life, and suddenly he became afraid to follow through on a promise he made, just not to me, but the American public several times. It had to be the CIA. So as I was just saying a second ago, you know, the CIA's hand is so yeah. deep in the in the, the misinformation and the propagandist uh, apparatus. And so just another glimpse into, like, we have no idea how rotten these people really are. I mean, I've got a good inclination as how rotten they actually are, but... It, it runs so, so it, Mark Dice talks about all this stuff, like Operation Mockingbird. This is all real things. Like it's, uh, he's a, a great resource to see and get a, a really good look behind the curtain into, into some of the stuff that, that these rotten, rotten wackos do. But one more thing before our signature segment, I believe. Breitbart.com report Pentagon officials, lawmakers warn of Chinese spy cranes at U.S. ports. <clears throat> this is the problem with having China manufacture everything. Yeah. Like your Alexa. What's the other one? The home thing that you talk to. Google, whatever. Those those devices, yeah. the assist, personal assistants or whatever it is they call them. National, national security and Pentagon officials are warning about the potential use of giant Chinese-made and operated cranes as intelligence collection tools at United States ports, which are not only critical for U.S. shipping, but the U.S. military. These cranes, by, made by Chinese manufacturers ZPMC, contain sophisticated sensors that can register and track the provenance and destination of containers, prompting concern among officials and lawmakers that China could track U.S. military operations around the world. According to a recent report in the Wall Street Journal, the cranes manufactured by ZPMC account for nearly 80% of ship-to-shore cranes in, in use at U.S. ports and are operated through Chinese-made software supported by Chinese nationals working on two-year U.S. visas, the report said. Good God, just give them all the information they want. The cranes could also provide China a way to disrupt the flow of goods, according to Bill 
I can't read that last name. Eva Nina, is that right? A former um, top counterintelligence official cited by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, just stay back up. Stay there. Go back. Sorry. Go back up a little bit. Just to reiterate, the cranes were manufactured by ZPM, ZPMC, account for nearly 80% of ship-to-shore cranes in U.S. ports, and are operated through Chinese-made software supported by Chinese nationals working on a two-year two-year U.S. visas. I wonder how deep into that Mitch McConnell is. It just makes me more happy that he fell yeah. down. Keep going. ZPMC is a subsidiary of Chinese Communications Construction, which is a leading contractor for the U.S. government, or I'm Chinese. sorry, for the Chinese <laughs> Chinese government's massive Belt and Road Initiative to build infrastructure and trade routes from China to the rest of the world that seeks to circumvent the U.S. dominance on the of the high seas. In 2020, U.S. authorities limited five CCCC units access to U.S. technology given Chinese laws that give its military the ability to access data scooped up by Chinese civilian firms. Chris Wolski, a former cybersecurity official for the Port of Houston, told the paper, quote, it wouldn't be hard for an attacker to disable one sensor on a crane and prevent the crane from moving. A Chinese embassy representative called those concerns paranoia-driven, according to the report. But according to the report, the cranes have raised alarm throughout the U.S. government after ports in Virginia, South Carolina, and Maryland that are at times used by nearly, I'm sorry, by nearby U.S. military bases Purchased new cranes. The FBI in 2021 reported reportedly searched a cargo ship delivering ZPMC cranes to the Baltimore port and found intelligence gathering equipment on board. Also in 2021, the Defense Intelligence Agency conducted a classified assessment and found that China could potentially throttle port traffic and gather intelligence on military equipment being shipped, the report said. Think about that for a minute, dude. Like, so they they've got the ability when they're loading and unloading military equipment, deploying it around See the world. What it is, where it's going, right, in whatever capacity, yep. and we just let them do it. And so you think we we well, we don't just let them do it. Corrupt politicians that are in bed have sold us out. A hundred percent. There's no other. There's no yeah. other reason for this. This would never happen unless the people that are supposed to be, and that's what the government is there to do to assure that stuff like this doesn't happen. That's one one of the few things that they're actually supposed to do. That of course they don't do. And would this not fall under, at least to, to some degree, under a transportation secretary? Yeah. Because there's only Falling one right down his aisle. There's only one belt he's worried about yeah. rem- it's, removing. Yeah, dude. He's, he's on the chocolate, or what they call it, the Hershey Highway. Is that right? Is that what they used to call yeah. it in elementary school? Okay. Sorry. Defense officials, is that okay? That's fine. You're good with it. I'm good with it. Buford would not be good with it. Yeah. <laughs> he might be. Defense officials also briefed the U.S. Hey, do you want me to keep this going or not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to I got to slip something in there somewhere. That's what he said. <laughs> you beat me to it. Defense officials also briefed the US China Economic and Security Review Commission last year. The concern over cranes became a unique point of interest early in the Trump administration. Former cybersecurity official Sean Planky told the Wall Street Journal, "What would someone attack first and how would they do it?" Planky said, adding that officials determined that if China's military could access the cranes, they could potentially shut down US ports without using their navy. US lawmakers are also taking the concern seriously. The 2023 National Defense Authorization Act requires the Transportation Department's maritime administrator to produce an unclassified study by the year's end on whether foreign manufactured cranes pose a cybersecurity or national security threat at US ports as highlighted by the Wall Street Journal. Let's see what the comments say on that. I'm just curious. 
Hit that blue one right there. Like you got to do that now. Yeah. Yeah, the first comment is exactly what I was saying. It's almost like China paid off people in our government to help them spy on us and get ready for an invasion. Nah, that would never happen. Well, I'll tell you this much. Here's one thing that we do have control over. That is this podcast. And with that, it brings us to, and I'm going to do the, 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 the remix that everybody likes so much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you like, I'm sorry, if you made it this far and you like the podcast and you enjoy it so, please like, subscribe, share, check out my terrible video on Rumble, subscribe to our Rumble channel, like it, five-star review this, and I think most importantly, in all seriousness, all joking aside, please share this with your friends. Um, we, we Even through that little spell, like five or six weeks that we were out, our numbers still did good, and then obviously when we had this big resource, we came back, and now I've got direct access to the numbers, which is this mouse is this, this computer is moving all by itself. I think it's mm -hmm. possessed. Um, but no, the numbers did good. But man, it it, it could always be better. And uh, so, please, if you know anybody that thinks like we do or, or might enjoy it, please send it, text it, put it on. Like I don't like Facebook, but if you have it, share us on Facebook if you would, please. Uh, any social media you have, the any conservative groups or anything like that, please share our podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, and so. You can also find us on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast and email us at info at bcblpodcast.com. And with that, that will bring us to this week, an idiot cross-dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob wackos. He's a fag. He's a fan. He's a fan. You're wearing that button now, aren't you, Reverso? That yeah. is okay. It should have sounded like, uh, "Are y'all ready for?" He's a fan. <laughs> Are y'all ready? Wait, hang on. Yeah, now we're getting silly. It's late in the evening. Are y'all ready for? He's a fag. <laughs> That's how it was meant yeah. to be. Anyway, this is a real beauty. We're, we're coming out of the gate strong. Um, is this is a video? I think it is. Yeah, it is. I'll have to switch this over. Well, hang on, hang on. Today's International Women's Day at the at, and the White House honored a transvest, transvestite. His name is Alba Rueda, and he's a quote transgender activist transgender activist from Argentina. Oh, because it's International yeah, Women yeah. Courage Award. Man, what a beast. Uh, yeah. Like, dude. That guy. That guy's not fooling anybody. The other guy sitting on his head, he's probably wondering where Joe's hands at. If that was if that was not a transvestite, and you know, so like a cross if that wasn't yeah. a cross dressing man and he was American, his name would be Bart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, this is pretty disturbing because like it's kissing them on the cheeks, and Anthony Blinken this, the the uh, is is there, and he's kissing on the thing too. It's pretty disturbing. You you want to? Yeah, we'll, we'll play it yeah. uh, just because you haven't seen this, correct? No, I'd haven't. like to gross you out. So, 
Look at it sitting on the chair. Oh, dude, it's got leggings on. Or what yeah. do you, is, that, is that what you call those? Are those leggings? I guess that's what it looks Pantyhose like. Pantyhose leggings? Something like, like that. Looks like lingerie, though. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know the, the terminology. I like it when women wear them. Are we ready? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not ready. I am. Gender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end uh, violence and discrimination you against... You were rejected by your family. I for, wonder why. Yeah, well, here's what I'm saying, though. How do we know... Like, you're banking yeah. on okay. the word of a nut bar, a clinically insane wacko, that their family alienated them for only the reason that they pretend to be a woman and dress like that. Yeah. Which but, is which is not unreasonable to family. That's an acceptable reason to, to disown someone, in my opinion, especially at that age. But tell us about the kids that you diddled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the real reason. What did you do with the nephews yeah. and the nieces? Like something ain't adding up here. Like and so then you have these other perverts wrapping their arms around to show their love. Idiotic. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. After women were barred from schools in Afghanistan. Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Do you okay? You feel a little, you, you got a little emotional, didn't you? It moved <laughs> no. you, dude. We heard it in your no. voice. Listeners, did you hear that? Email us at info at BCBL podcast. If you heard Kevin Reverso um, choke up over that, he's tearing up. It's okay. How mad the woman in the back looks. It's like a real lady that's sitting back there. She's cool with it. Uh, she doesn't look like she's cool with it. LGBTQ plus. Oh yeah. I see her. No, that's not a woman back there. That's another tranny. Oh, is the, it? oh no, no, no. I no, thought right you meant there. on the other side. Oh, she's like an Indian woman or something? Yeah. I don't trust that. That's not another tranny. I'm skeptical. What do you think? If it is a tranny, it's mad that it didn't get the award. It doesn't look very happy. Well, I'll tell you this, dude. This next one actually kind of doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't fit in here, but you'll love this. And we don't have to change that because it's just the sound of a a dually diesel doing a burnout on a rainbow flag on the street. It's pretty great. Uh, this is on notthebee.com. Watch this person burn serious rubber with a dually on Fort Lauderdale's <laughs> Rainbow Road. So what Rainbow Road is, and like it's got the full money. It's the the gay flag. Or, I'm sorry, the queer flag thing, which is not even a thing. And then it's got like what the triangle piece that, that designates. I only know that from doing the show. Uh, it designates the tranny stuff the, at, the, at the front because they just added that. Yeah. They added that about halfway through us doing our podcast. Like, so that's new. So, it's it, like the whoever posted it uh, at Elijah Schaefer says, a legend is born. I tend to agree. Hold on. Because you're going to notice like somebody runs out like with the, because obviously it's a diesel. So it, it's, it's billowing black smoke yeah. once it gets going, plus the tire smoke along with it. And they they run out trying to, uh, and this is security camera footage, but somebody runs out with a cell phone trying to get the, the tag off of yeah. it. It looks like. But, uh, dude, if I lived there, I, w- I would make that a, a regular deal. And I would put a pneumatic cylinder. I know a guy that did this. And they make kits to do it, too, for street rods and stuff. But you can put a pneumatic cylinder between, uh, or an electric solenoid, between your, your uh, bumper and your license plate with a bracket so you can make it fold down so that people can't see it. All I'd do is around the corner, I'd fold the license plate down <laughs> and come out there and burn out and take off, dude. And, yeah, I might get a PA. If I was him, I'd have a PA system. 
And oh, that yeah. way I'd be talking trash while I did it. And you know what I would say? I would probably say something like, He's a fag. <laughs> I would be playing that over and over while I did it. Look, man, and that's the thing. You can call it whatever you want. But when, like, this is the perfect example of, of uh, not going along to get along. This is the... This is what it means to ram stuff down somebody's throat. And nobody would have cared if this, like the people that are upset would not have cared if this was an American flag. Yeah. So that's how divisive this nonsense is. But uh, go ahead and check it out. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so it's leaving four black marks at the same time. Yeah, so here comes the person oh, trying to yeah. film it. So it's yeah, too smoky by then. You're not getting it. Yeah. Play one more time. Yeah. Yeah, so it left four massive black marks across the whole thing. That's beautiful. They need to do that more. But, I mean, what kind of idiotic nonsense is that, dude? You're approaching a stop sign right there, and the road's multicolored with the tranny yeah. triangle thing on it, and it's wider than the lane. It actually goes into the other opposing yeah, lane. I mean, this again, this is just silliness. This is ridiculousness. That doesn't belong there. It's, it's a road hazard. It's ugly. It's ridiculously looking, and the motive behind it is absolutely ridiculously stupid. It's moronic. So... I'm glad that that guy did that, and I hope that, dude, it would be awesome if they just got, like, a train of them and just came along and just kept on doing that until you basically couldn't see it. And that's the thing. They could do this just whenever. Yeah. Well, they'll have to buy tires pretty regular, but it'd be worth it, I think. Start a GoFundMe. I'll deposit. Absolutely. I'll deposit on that flag, too, but, but it won't <laughs> be money. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, the, again, this one wasn't the best fit. I, I, I wasn't that hip on uh, stuff for this segment this week. I haven't looked at uh, libs of TikTok in a minute. I need to, cause, but there's always good stuff there. But uh, this is a little bit different vein, and this just gives you an example of the latent stupidity that we always talk about with these people. What's next? There it is. What is this? Foxbaltimore.com. Just reading. They're one of the ones that has, like, the lowest percentage of reading comprehension in their schools and all that stuff and math. Like, they're failing at everything. They can't. It's, it's just horrible. So, proposed bill would prevent anyone under 25 with being charged with felony murder. In Maryland, felony murder occurs when someone is killed while, while a felony crime like robbery is being committed. For example, a getaway driver hits and kills a pedestrian while fleeing the scene of a crime. They are guilty of felony murder under current law. <sighs> Democratic, Democratic, what was that? Did you say that? Oh, sorry. Where's your where's your ping pong paddle? You need to bring it here. I knew we left something at the studio. Captain Reverso has a ping pong paddle that whenever there's a lot of people here, if he needs to speak, he has to hold the ping pong paddle because he usually isn't talking, so he doesn't like to interject. He has to use the ping pong paddle and hold it up like he's in class. Is that okay that I shared that? Oh, it's too late now. So I yeah. can edit it out. <laughs> okay, well, anyways. No editing. People find it endearing, okay? We all do. For example, get away while I guess one is a Democratic delegate Charlotte Crutchfield is looking to change that with our Youth Accountability and Safety Act, House Bill 1180. Like everything else, and like I just said, I haven't read this, but I can promise you what the bill entails is going to be opposite of what it's being called. Okay. Specifically, Delegate Crutchfield wants that to apply to anyone under the age of 25. In recent weeks, the issue of age has been a hot topic when it comes to justice reform. Governor Westmore's pick to run the Juvenile Justice Service, Vincent Schiraldi, 
has said no one under the age of 21 should be introduced to the justice system because the brain is not fully developed. They introduced themselves. However, opponents of HB 1180, like Republican Delegate Susan McComas, says Democrats are using mental capacity when it comes to... are only using mental capacity when it comes to soft-on-crime policies. Quote, proponents of the bill say that the human brain is not fully formed in the frontal lobes until age 25, but yet we are doing other things in the General Assembly, letting children vote vote earlier and earlier, letting them get hormone-inducing drugs to change their sex, said McComas, a great point. Yeah. Delegate McComas believes the bill, if passed, would lead to a spike in crime. Quote, if this bill passes, you're going to... And this is what they've always wanted. They want outright wanton behavior so they can try to institute a, a federal law enforcement, which is what they've always wanted to do since the Obama era, at a minimum, when he's campaigning, saying that we needed a, a private police private police for however it was uh their own police force <clears throat> his own brown church quote if this bill passes you're going to have kingpins you're going to have gangs use juveniles to do their dirty work said mccomas law enforcement officials like hartford county sheriff got Geller agree the solution is not changing to law to excuse or to make excuses for the violator of the process that needs to be in place to hold that person ac- accountable said Geller. um I'm all about that law there, and that basically, if if you vote for that law, that you should have to go live there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you should have to live in the areas where where that would have the biggest effect, and I think that would solve the problem. What do you think? Yeah, uh, they're just they're they're retarded at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you even sit there and Try to make this even. I I, I didn't mean. I don't even know. I, I think the the person that presented the legislation is probably ideologically. Uh, I, I mean, they think that that's gonna. I think that they think it's gonna be beneficial. The people that coerced her into into producing that. I don't know what mm-hmm. their end game is, but this is latent stupidity. They want to see cities burn, and they will. And the politicians that are responsible for for letting it occur should be dealt with accordingly. Mm-hmm.